What's going on with the Sabres in net? Our first NHL draft preview included in it will be a look at the ninth pick and the 16th pick. That's coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast with Jody Biasi and Jordan Hanskin. You're locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and wherever you get your podcasts, Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and also on YouTube where you can watch the show. Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. It is draft week. Let's go. Are we pumped up? Are we fired up, Jordan? Um, as fired up as you can be about these things. Um, you know, it's it's just different than NFL draft. It's one of those things where you don't see it come to fruition until a few years after. Um, but um, that being said, the Sabres have three first round picks, so you can't yes. you can't ignore. A moment like this because um it's kind of it's kind of the the moment where the sabers can make a franchise altering it's a sure. it could be a franchise altering event for the sabers if they do it well um yep. i know that you talked earlier today on your radio show about percentages um mm-hmm. and like the likelihood is that the sabers will have two NHL players out of this one, at least one and a decent one in three chance at getting a star player. So the way, when you put it like that, nine, 16 and what is it? 28. Yeah. Nine, nine, 16 and 28 add them together. Uh, and you're getting at least two NHL players, a chance at a star player just under 50, 50 for that. And I mean, you could have three, but the chances are against getting three NHL players. Uh, and by NHL or so, I'm referencing Byron Bader, hockeyprospecting.com. And he had an eight year sample size where he looked at how often was a guy playing in the NHL 100 plus games. And pick nine falls in the 88.9% range as an NHLer. Pick 16, 75.3%. And then pick 28 at 44.4%. So even there, it's under 50-50, but a good good chance of getting a, a useful player. So we'll get into all of that uh, on today's show, our first look at the draft. We will also talk more about these individual prospects themselves uh, with Curtis from Charging Buffalo, who we've had on the show before. Their draft guy just came out, and uh, he's he is all in on these prospects and I look forward to asking him uh, if my Matthew Savoy, Daniel Briere comparison is right. Because that dude's highlight reel, Matthew Savoy, the center from uh, from Winnipeg in the WHL. Oh, I've fallen in love with it. 5'9", shoots the puck like Briere did. Stick handling, I'm in love. I'm in love. But I also have not done a deep dive on all these other guys yet. So that's my little Matthew Savoy spiel at the start. Just to let you know, he's becoming my guy uh, at the beginning here. Um, but on today's show, we'll look at Craig Anderson re-signing the goalie picture, not really related to the draft, but it will for free agency, which is a week away, uh, a week from draft night on next Thursday, I believe. So 
We'll talk about the goaltending situation. And then I got a question both about the ninth pick and the 16th pick. But Savoy's my guy. Jordan, you usually don't get like a guy. You did the one year for Dreisaitl. Um, is Joaquin Kamel maybe uh, catching your eye? Is anyone catching your eye in the, in the draft maybe for the ninth pick? Um, no, I, this one, it seems like there's a group there, um, from everything I've read about, from everything I've heard. Um, it seems like there's like a group there that they're all very similar and the Sabres can go, it's just kind of what they want and what they, what fits. Um, I guess if you had to, if I had to pick what the Sabres could use, um, Mm -hmm. um, I think that they could go for. Um, a little bit more, either really good playmaking because we could never like our centers. There's kind of one missing, I would say. Like, there's a bunch of guys that can do it that you that, but not a sure thing there. Like, is it Middlestad? Is it Aspland? Is it you know? Yeah. I we could use a good playmaking center. Um, I also think the Sabers could use more size. Um, but yeah, I don't think you do that at nine. I don't think you worry worry too much about size at nine. Um, but if you're looking at like something at 28 or something like that, um, like mm-hmm. a big bodied winger, like a power forward, a true power <laughs> forward, the Sabres could use that. Were you yeah, underneath? What's the, what's the, what's the giggle? What's the I, giggle? The, our screens here, they only go so low on the video portion of our podcast. So we can't really see our hands. Were you flipping me off under the table as I was, it was, I was arguing for the five, nine centerman. No, because <laughs> I agree with, I agree with you in terms of like the Sabres could use a playback. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like right. a, like a, like a super nifty deep guy. Like we could use yeah. that, but I do think also, don't you think Size. the Sabres, I looked at the playoffs and it's a war <laughs> for some of these seven game series. It's an absolute war. And there are moments in the playoffs. I'm like, can, can the Sabres take this? Like, would they be able to handle that? <laughs> but listen to um, this guy previewing the playoff matchups already. <laughs> for sure. Isn't that the no, goal? I know. It is. It is. Um, we'll, we'll get into all this in more in depth in a little bit before we get rolling on the draft too much. I do want to throw the Craig Anderson question by you to kick off today's show. How much are you consumed by it? Are you over? There's been some overreaction to Craig Anderson signing on a one-year deal. My takeaway is I'm not going to flip out about it as, oh, their plan is Craig Anderson again to be the starting goaltender until we know that they're not doing anything else. It The goalie situation gets more and more alarming the more people they add. <laughs> um. Sure. Just right. because they're, it seems like status quo thus far. They brought back Tukarski. They brought back Anderson. Um, they did not bring back Tukarski yet, by the way. They just not yet. Not yet. Not okay. yet. Okay. Is there, is there rumor about that or something like that? And Kevin Adams said about. that they've been in touch. Okay. Okay. Well, that's different. That is true. That is different. Um, and that could be AHL. Right. That could yeah. be AHL. Right. Right. And I'm actually fine with that. That's that's fine by me. Um. Mm. But I do get worried the more people are here because I don't know, like it just doesn't seem like like Jack Campbell's not like the Sabres are not going to be the only team in on Jack Campbell, right? And it's like the Sabres have to entice a guy like Jack Campbell. Um, I imagine there would be other suitors, um, even his own team that he's. I mean, I'd, like why would the Leafs not even? They're not even considering it, like. Mm. They haven't made him an offer yet, which is weird. 
until I saw someone tweeting today about they're going to try to chase Marc-Andre Fleury, which does that's that seem Leafs. like a Leafs that's move? very Leafs. That's very Leafs. Right. Are, are we, uh, we don't want Fleury, right? I don't think, I don't, I haven't considered I wouldn't it hate because, it. I wouldn't yeah. hate it. I'd I don't be, think he'll come here. I mean, that's why I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it, but. I mean, it would give us a much better chance of making the playoffs next year. Yeah. But I think Campbell's long haul, it's just kind of, I do think it's like, is kind of throwing money away. Sure. And by the way, I would still predict the Sabres will do something. I don't think they're going to roll into camp with the same three. I don't think they're going to roll into camp and say, all right, it's Anderson, Lukanen, and Zakarski. Go get them. And maybe they bring back Malcolm Subban. I think they will do something that rates in a big way. I think whether it's Campbell or Kemper or it's a trade for a, a Semyon Varlamov from the Islanders or by the other free agent I should have mentioned is Braden Holpe. I think Holpe kind of fits because he played better last year in Dallas after a bad year in Vancouver. And he seems to be looking to establish himself again as a number one. And how many teams are going to choose Braden Holpe as their legitimate number one? I think the Sabres might be that opportunity for him as you could be the guy and you might, this might be your only chance to be the guy. And again, I'm a little more hopeful that a Holpe, even though he's not what he used to be, it can have a season where he just, he steals five to 10 points. Whereas I don't think any other goalie except Lukanen, if he stayed healthy and really broke out, has the potential to do on this team. I do think, though, it, going with this goalie conversation, is that the Sabres do seem like they are prioritizing Devin Levi and or Eric Portillo and Uka Pekka. But Levi number one, for sure. Levi number one. And yeah. I think that they, they do not want the Cal Peterson thing to happen. They want to ensure that Devin Levi has like full knowledge that this is his team if he wants it. Um, right. I haven't heard much like on the side that he's not going to sign here. It sounds mostly like he is going to. Yeah, no, he was in. He was he was in the press box at some sporting event with the Pagulas. Yeah, like, I think I think they're I think, schmoozing. They're schmoozing. They're tight. They're yeah. tight. Okay, so we're we're good with that um, for now. Uh, but that could change. Say they went like signed Jack Campbell to a five-year contract, which that's why they're not right. going to do that. If anything, it's going to be kind of an old guy for one to two. Maybe Jack Campbell, you just give him the bag for mm. for a year. Um, right. Um, one other real quick news item to get to before we take a break and then get to some draft conversation. Uh, we we got to throw in here Mike Greer. Named the first African-American general manager in NHL history. He is now the GM of the San Jose Sharks. Really cool for him. He's been on the way up. I remember he was like a, a coach at the development level because he did it in Buffalo, the All-American Prospects game. He's been in the Rangers organization learning under Chris Drury. And really cool that uh, that he is now a GM. Now we have two 0506 uh, Sabres that are running teams. And soon to be three because I guarantee you Briere is going to be running a team in the next three, five years, three to five years. I also think it's like one of the coolest family accomplishments, like to have two like brothers being GMs of two different sports teams. Yeah. Like usually a family, like they're they're well versed in a sport, right? Like the family like has like like the Mannings. <laughs> right. But like but the the fact that they have one brother who's was a was a good hockey player that became an executive in hockey and one that's in football. 
I, I find that I thought that was like the coolest story. Um, Definitely. Also, the first first the first black uh, GM um, is yeah. great. And they couldn't have happened to a better better guy too. Like it's awesome. yeah. We love Mike Greer. Love Mike Greer. Absolutely. Um, all right, we'll come back. We'll talk some NHL draft. What position we'd most want to see the Sabres hit on with the ninth pick? And also, do they have to nail the 16th pick for the Eichel trade to be a win? We'll talk about both of those subjects when we come back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We want to remind you that we are presented by Built Bar from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. I've talked all about the puffs. I love the puffs. Chocolate-covered marshmallows. How can you beat it? That's right. The coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor you love. And now in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. But stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. I'm on my keto diet, and it is perfect for uh, keto, and it's like my breakfast every morning, honestly. It's great. It's like eating a candy bar for breakfast. The best part about Bill Par- Puffs, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you got that craving uh, and you need to satisfy the sweet tooth like I got. Go to built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15. L-O-C-K-E-D-15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. NHL Draft is right around the corner, and our team of local hosts and draft experts are breaking down Everything with insights and analysis for every first-round pick. Subscribe to Locked on Sabres on YouTube for all the latest breakdowns on the NHL draft and more. All right, Jordan. The ninth overall pick. The Sabres will first be on the clock at number nine. That is their own first-round pick. The first of three on the night. The most in the NHL uh, on Thursday night. is You kind of already spoke to this a little bit in terms of the style. You'd like to see them add a couple of different styles with the uh with their first round picks if i told you their ninth pick they're gonna nail it whoever they pick the guy is going to be awesome star level player what position would you choose for that center wing left shot d right shot d i'll throw goalie in but i kind of want to eliminate it because there's no goalie worth that pick and as you said they're prioritizing levi so we'll throw goalie out what position other than goalie would you say if the Sabres nailed the pick, this is the position I'd want them to have? Um, center. I think that that's like the most important. Um, if you're if you're guaranteeing stardom, or if you're guaranteeing like really good top six forward center, absolutely. I just think the Sabres would be a lot better with that. Like wings, you can fill in, you can fill in the gaps, um, and you still have two other firsts to get solid wingers. Um, but for center. Like Tage Thompson, I think had an amazing year, but there's no gear. The Sabres don't really have like a guaranteed great second line center right now. And I think that that's, nor do they have a, like, I love Tage, but I got to see another one before I start saying like first line for sure for him. So that would, that would be my, my pick. Okay. 
I could argue right shot D2. That would probably be their biggest need, but I think center is also a need, and I think I agree with you that the value is there. Right shot D is probably number two, though. I mean, we see what a premium they're traded for in the league today. Ristolainen got the 14th overall pick last year, plus Seth Jones, didn't he get two first-round picks? Didn't Columbus get two first to mm-hmm. trade him? Like that, there are not as many right shot D as left, which is kind of weird, but uh, it causes them to be very valued as well. The top centerman that uh, could be available around where the Sabres pick Matthew Savoy, who I've talked a lot about, is my guy. Um, he's ranked number five in the Charging Buffalo draft preview. Brad Lambert, who's a polarizing player, we'll talk about with uh, with Curtis tomorrow. Kind of, if if I may, if I may, and this is a bit of a reckless. Uh, comparison. I probably shouldn't even make it, but I'm going to. Got a little Josh Allen in his prospect profile. He had no production. I mean, four points. He had four points in the Finnish league last year, but 6-1, skates like the wind, hands. He's got all the tools that you want. Brad Lambert. He's ranked number eight in the uh, Charging Buffalo uh, rankings. Frank Nazar is ranked number nine. He's a center. Um, and who else? Cutter Gauthier, who's all over the place. USM, USN de- uh, development program, ranked number 14 at the Charging Buffalo magazine. And he actually is predicted to go higher than that. In fact, at Bet Online, uh, our favorites over at betonline.ag, they list Gauthier's over under at five and a half. So honestly, the Sabres probably won't even get a look at him, but that's a list of some of the centers uh, that could be available to them. I think I would agree with you. And it comes down to their roster and the future of their roster. I think they probably have, and we don't know this, but they probably have three guys that are going to be like second line center caliber players, right? Like Cousins, if Thompson takes a bit of a step back in goals, you know, 30 goal scorer, he's probably a second line guy. And Krebs and or Middlestad could become that. But do they have anybody right now that you think, oh yeah, in five years, they're my number one center? Any of them? No, I, I don't. I don't. You really could be. Like... You can get away with that if you have three number two centers. You'll probably you're probably fine, right? But you better yeah, hope they all become that good. Yeah, like well, what does it become? Like kind of like the Hurricanes. Like no, I like, like that super, as a comparison, yeah. right? Like there's no superstars, but they're really good. They play really well. Good system. Good coach. Like mm-hmm. just kind of like they got a lot of. They got some great players. Like they're there, but they don't have any, they don't have McDavid. They don't have generational. Right. Like, yeah. And right. I think, but you could win with that. Like the hurricanes, hurricanes have like, I feel like the past two like playoffs, they've had like goalie, like chaos. They've had, they've had goalie problems. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, could the hurricanes win a Stanley cup for sure? sure. Like, absolutely. Like would I, would you be surprised if they went in and won it next year? No, I not, a, not so at all. Like, yeah, so like maybe that that is the model for the Sabers. Um, you never know what happens in the future too. Like, where's the next Jack Eichel going to come from? Like, the next Jack Eichel that gets traded from somewhere in the league. Like, could the Sabers be in on that? You you really don't know like hmm. what the future holds. Um, but with the prospects, you gotta just take best available in hockey. Yeah. It's just. It's just long term. You got to think three years down the line. It's it's very different than like NFL. You have to like put your brain in a different mindset with it. Um, 
but that's also what makes it kind of fun is that you're just taking like it's it's very hopeful um and that that is what it is yeah uh the other guy by the way i should have mentioned at center and i didn't have him listed because charging buffalo has him listed a little bit lower at number 27 but he's very commonly mocked in the top 10 and ranked in the top 10 so that's very low for him uh in fact his over under at bet online is nine and a half and so that's right around the same uh centerman plays in the shl austrian born in fact i saw he's going to go in the first round i mean i just mentioned his over under is nine and a half he'll be only the third austrian born nhl first round pick of all time do you know the other two they're not that hard we should, we should get these the other two austrian born first round picks in nhl history grabner and vanek Grabner and Vanek. Yep, Sabres took Vanek fifth overall, and then Grabner, I believe, was an Islanders pick. I don't remember. He was on so many teams. Um, so that's some of the centermen, and we'll talk some more about the right shot defenseman with Curtis tomorrow. Honestly, because I don't really think the Sabres are going to get a look at one of them. Uh, David Juracek, uh and Simon Nemec are the top two, and they're both ranked in the top five. So the, t- the, the guys that the Sabres might want, they could trade up, but do we want that? I mean, no. Would you trade? Would you trade twenty eight to move up from nine to five to pick a right shot defenseman? I think my answer is no. Would Would you trade twenty eight to move up to five? Just twenty eight. Just twenty eight. Yeah. Twenty eight and nine, obviously. If they yeah. love the guy, if they love the player, mm-hmm. and you're getting like a really good right shot defenseman, I might. Like, I would consider that. You don't lose sixteen. Um, that's right. That's right. I wouldn't give up 16. I certainly no, wouldn't give up 16. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm also like, I, I agree with you though. That like the Sabres are in a great spot. Like don't, don't mess it up. And if you're going to trade a pick like 28, ideally you'd want a guy that's actually like in the NHL. <laughs> right? right. Like you, cause you have no idea. Like top five picks don't always work. I think I'd more be willing to do, I would do it for number two. But I don't. I don't think I right that. or uh, what's the the Finnish kid? Slavovsky, whatever his name is. No, that's the. Well, he's the guy who's going number yeah, two. Slavkovsky. Slavkovsky, yeah. Um, number one's like guaranteed, right? Like Shane Wright to Montreal. It seems that way. Yeah. Um. All right. We will come back and we'll talk more about the 16th pick. Actually, I have a question for Jordan about how the 16th pick relates to the Eichel trade. Uh, that's coming up next here on the locked on Sabres podcast. This episode's brought to you by rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's impossible for your local chains auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Your why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have the computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? They have got everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. I just bought new mats from rockauto.com they got here in a couple of days boom did spent half the amount i probably was going to uh at a chain store uh go to rockauto.com right now and you see all the parts available for your car or truck and right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com joe dibiase and jordan hanskin back here on the locked on sabers podcast all right the Jack Eichel trade, as it stands today, Eichel to Vegas for Alex Tuck, 
Peyton Krebs, the 16th overall pick and a second round pick, I believe, next season. So, Tuck, it's gone great. It's been a dream. He's a fan favorite already, and he's been really good on the ice. Krebs has need to, needs to put it together and take a step this year, but gave us some flash, gave us some some signs that, okay, there's something here in his first season with the Sabres and uh, with his limited action with the Amherst in the AHL playoffs. So I've got Tuck, I've got Krebs. We're feeling good about both of them. Tuck, maybe a little bit more so. At this point in the game, does it feel like to you the Sabres need to hit on this 16th pick for the Eichel trade to be a definitive win in their in their books? I don't. Um, like, I think that – I think they need to be NHL. So I guess that is a hit. Like, they need to make the league. But they don't have but to be a star. No, no, I don't think so. Because I, I think Peyton Krebs is like – I thought he was looked really good for the Sabres. Um, and I thought Alex Tuck is exactly what we expected. And I think Alex Tuck also has a lot of like other things that like make him even more valuable. Like his attitude for the Sabres is like huge. Like, I think that like just the fact that he loves Buffalo, like it, it adds a, at least a little, like a little extra to, to him. Um, but yeah, like I'm optimistic that we already have two long-term Saber players, um, and like, could they together combine to match Eichel's production in Vegas? Like, absolutely. And mm. then you're just asking for this kid to just make the league, and like, I think we'd be good. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not gonna put that burden or that pressure on whoever we take at 16. Um, I think that they're their goals just be make the league and be the best player they can be. I don't think that there's anything. I agree with you. Yeah. I think give him, give me another Rasmus Asplund. And I think it's a win, you know, like a, a good player, but not some bottom six guy. Like give yeah. me, give me one of those. But of course, of course, you know, we'd love to see them run up the trade, run up the score a little bit. Cause I, I <laughs> do think, I do think overall we will win like that trade. Mm-hmm. I'm, it, very, I'm very confident in because it's just like Jack Eichel's one guy. Um, he's a great player, but like he is still just one player. That will yeah. certainly change if Vegas wins, though. Even if even if the Sabers get good, like it, it that's true. Called a win. It will. It might be called a win-win, right? The Vikings Bills trade digs for Justin Jefferson. You know, if if Tuck and Krebs help lead the resurgence here, and Eichel leads Vegas deep into the playoffs, then it'll be called a win-win. How do you run up the score? But if bit? Vegas wins the cup, you're saying that Vegas wins, which is they I would mean, well, certainly win. Sabres, I would the say Sabres they win. win the, the Saber, yeah, right. Like yeah. O'Reilly winning, like the Blues winning that cup made them win. They they sure. uh, their half automatically won. The Sabers right now with Tage Thompson developing, mm. we've gotten close to a win-win. But what I'm saying is the opportunity here is if they crush it with that pick 16th overall didn't Matthew Barzell once upon a time go 16th overall if they picked a Barzell the next Barzell 16th overall it could get to a point where the trade not only would look like a win for the Sabres but it could start to look embarrassing for Vegas if Tuck is that good and Krebs turns out to be really good and oh look here's this other star player they got and oh there's a second next year who knows what that's going to be I mean there's at least an opportunity to where 
it could start to look really bad for Vegas, you know? Here's open. But, but they'd have to crush that pick. They'd have to crush that pick. Um, Jordan is not going to be here for the interview, right? Uh, for the interview tomorrow with Curtis. Going to be here for the okay. Then I want to throw this question by you just to, to get it in here at the end because I'm going to ask it to Curtis tomorrow. It's a very unique situation um, with the Russian prospect Ivan Marshashenko. Now, there are a couple of different complicating factors with him as a prospect. Going into the year, it sounded like he was a top five prospect. And I've heard a lot. Byron Bader has said this. I interviewed him on WGR today. Um, I've heard a lot of draft guys say this, that if he did not have the health issues he's had, he probably would be a top five pick. It's not just that, though. But the health issues is the main reason. He's healthy now, thank God. But he did get diagnosed with Lidgkin's um, uh Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, about a year ago. He is in remission. He's good now. It seemingly he went to Germany, all sorts of treatment. Um, but we still have that health question that really caused him to not develop at all this past year. And I think he said that he doesn't think he'll be back on the ice until the fall. So he'll miss about a month or two uh, going into the season. So that's one part of this Two, he plays in Russia. And if you haven't been tracking the news about the flyers goalie prospect from Russia, who signed with the Flyers because of all the political tension in Russia right now? What happened in Russia? He got arrested. He got arrested as a as a as an army dodger because they said, "Oh, you have this army obligation, and you're trying to go to Philadelphia to play for the Flyers." He signs a contract with the Flyers, and a couple of days later, he's arrested. So now, I mean, who what who knows what happens with him? And I thought immediately about. Poltapov, the Sabres second round pick from last year, plays at the same club that has a military affiliation, Dynamo Moscow. Um, or no, uh, at CSKA Moscow, maybe. <laughs> but whatever the team is, Poltapov plays for that team, the Flyers goalie prospect. Mirshashenko is on a different club, but again, there's these questions now with all with the war in Ukraine and Russia. I mean, the Brittany Griner situation. I mean, it is kind of risky just for political reasons, not to, or to draft these guys. So what do you do with that? If you're the Sabres at 16 or even 28 and you got this kid that, Oh my God, he's a top five talent, but one, you know, it, it sucks for him, but like this health question. And then two, just drafting Russian guys at all right now. Like how, how would you approach that? If you were Kevin Adams, if you can even answer it, cause there's a, it's a lot, it's not something that I feel like any one person can figure out. Yeah. I mean, first off, I feel for the kid. Like, it's just, like, it's awful. Like, it seems like this kid is dealing with the world on his shoulders. You can't even imagine. Um, it's good that it sounds like he's in remission and doing well. Um, I don't know. Like, I think that the Sabres, I trust that they are doing their due diligence on it. Um, and, like, I want the kid to succeed now when I heard the story. Like, I want, I want him to do well. Um, would I would I be mad if the Sabres took him? No, because um, mm. I think that you're you know you're betting on a kid that's been dealing with a lot of adversity, um, and you know you've seen the you've seen stories where it works out wonderful for everybody. Um, but yeah, I know like not only not only is it health health issues, um, but it's also political issues, um, right. you know, military service. Like there's just like, yeah, crazy. That's crazy, crazy. What's going on? Um, I don't think like, I get worried that like, like I don't think these kids necessarily like are 
like for Russia or like pro Russia. Like what I've read about this kid just now when you were talking about him is that he wanted to play in the USHL, but they blocked his visa. So it's like, like you can, it does sound to me like he wants out. (laughs) Right. But like, if you're the Sabres and like you have development camp next week, it's issue. It's an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Can he come? Like, right. cause to me, it sounds right. like the answer, if they didn't let him play in the USHL, they're going to let him come to a week camp in Buffalo. I think they're and probably not going to, cause they, what's Russia thinking? They're thinking we let him go to development camp and he's never coming back. He seems like the type of guy that like a good team that can wait would take, mm-hmm. right? Like the lightning would take a guy like that. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like the Sabres. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Um, I expect somebody to pick him. Like somebody will definitely take him. The question is just like when. The um, athletic, uh, the athletics mock draft actually had the Sabers picking him at twenty eight. So I'd, I'd actually be okay with that if they if they have two like solid ones at nine and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's totally reasonable. From everything I've read, it sounds like he was like a potential like top ten pick. Yeah, Bob McKenzie's mid season rankings from TSN. He had him number six overall. So I think that's right. I think if all this wasn't in his existence, these complicating factors. And you've heard like successful, like story with the flyers player. I forget the name. Um, Oh, are you talking about the goalie prospect? No, I'm talking about the, the, with the cancer. Um, Oh, uh, Lindholm. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar Lindblom. Sorry. I should like Oscar Lindblom. Yeah. Like I don't, I, that's the last thing I want is like a kid to go undrafted because he, like he's sick. That totally, yeah, he's sick. Like that's right. That that would be horrible. I think it'd be really cool if they picked him. I think it'd be really cool. That ceiling is really high. Um, again, you'd have to deal with getting him uh, into the into North America, but they're gonna have to deal with that. They picked four Russian prospects last year. Uh, it sounds like Kisikov, who signed, is going to be here for development camp next week. But the others, we don't know. Poltapov, I mentioned, he's at the club that that just got the Flyers goalie in trouble. So. I mean, holy cow, like, is Kevin Adams going to have to pull, like, a McGillney-style heist to get him out of there? <laughs> he might have to. Sneak him out? <laughs> it's no. going to be – you don't want to have to do that, but he might have to. So, um, all right, draft night's Thursday. We're having fun with it. Can't wait. We've got Curtis from Charging Buffalo uh, coming on tomorrow to talk more specifically about some of the actual individual prospects that will be available to the Sabres at 9, 16, and 28. You can follow us on Twitter for more draft takes. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports. Jordan is at JR Hanskin. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Locked On Sabres podcast, making us your first listen every day. Every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked On NHL. The Locked On experts give you their daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on Lockdown Sabres.